Beloved, I greet you all in the name of Jesus. Today, I want to take you back to some basics. Um, very turbulent time uh, where we hear in the news about people who are sick and people who are who are dying we hear in the news about people who are losing businesses people who are losing jobs it is not an easy time and i want us to be anchored to the basics uh, i want us to be established in the word of god i want us to be established in the truth of god i want us to go back and to some basics around the word of God. I was thinking about a lot of things this week uh, and it uh, kept coming to Hore, I hear what the news is saying. We, we, we hear what they say in the news. But what does God say? in the news and and i just want to lift up a couple of things today but before i do that i'm going to talk to you about the word of god because before we ask the question what is the word of god saying we need to understand what is the word of god and what is the word of god to us as children of god and i want our reflections this morning to center around there Follow me, Banabetsu. It's going to be a, a, a basic, but I'm hoping it's going to be a powerful way today that anchors us in truly who we are. Amen. I want to read Banabetsu from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works works. Father, we thank you for the supremacy of your word. We thank you, O God, for the importance of your word. We thank you for the primacy of your word. We thank you that your word is inspired by you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, help us understand what that means for us in this day and in this season. We pray for all these in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen, 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 amen. Barnabas, my brothers and my sisters, I want to lift up the importance of the word of God. I want to lift the importance. I want to lift up the supremacy of the word of God. The word of God is supreme. 
And I also want to talk about the primacy of the Word of God. The primacy of the Word of God. That's where everything starts. Nothing starts without God having spoken. So, 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 the word of God is primal. The word of God is, is the essence of our entire existence. The word of God is important. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is primal. Amen. This is what Paul is saying here. He says, all scripture, in other words, all of the word of God that we have come to interact with as human beings, it's given by God's inspiration. It's given by God's inspiration. In fact, everything that is today owes its existence to the word of God. So that anything that you see, anything that you touch, anything that you experience was given birth by the word of God in the beginning. When God said, let there be, and so it was. The Bible says, Everything, everything hangs on the word and on the wisdom of God. The word, the world today is spinning around because of the word and the wisdom of God. The way the world today is going around the sun because of the word and the wisdom of God. The world today is spinning on its own axis to give us days, today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because of the word and the wisdom of, of God. Nothing is until God has spoken. Nothing is until God has spoken it into me. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I like the word which uh, Paul uses in 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 this uh, uh, in this scripture, he says, "All scripture is given by inspiration. Inspiration. Inspiration means theos espinuma. Inspiration means the breath of of God. All scripture is given by the breath of God. Nothing in scripture means anything." until God puts his breath to it. So that's why Paul says the word is so important. The scriptures are so important until God gave them his own breath. The breath of God is the very thing that gives life. The breath of God is the animating force it is this thing that makes things to move to have life it is the breath of god that gave a pile of dust which is you and me a conscience so that we are self-conscious so that we are animated bodies the bible says which we are which the bible calls a living soul it had to take the breath of God for me to be alive, for you to be alive today. It is the breath of God. Now, Paul says the very breath of God that was used in the Garden of Eden during creation, it is the breath of God that is 
littered in the entire scripture. Every book you read has the breath of God. In other words, every book you read, every chapter you read, every verse you read has the life of God inside of it. I think that is powerful, Ronald. That is why you need the word of God to sustain your Christian life. As much as you need the breath of God to sustain your physical life. The Bible says, when the breath of God comes out of us, we die. So we are alive today because of the breath of God. And so, we, which means we need to keep our Christian life going through the breath of God, which is the word of God. Those 66 books that you have with you have the breath of God. They come from God. They've been given to us as men from God. Now, I want to share with you three key ideas for our reflections this Sunday morning. Number one is that the Bible says the word of God is logos. The word of God is logos. Logos is a Greek word from where we get the English word logic. Logic. Any study that people do in universities, if you notice, psychology, sociology, it means the wisdom, the thought, the thinking, the theory around that particular discipline. It's the logic. Now, the Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. In the beginning was the word, logos, and the word, logos, was with God. And the word, and the logos was God. So the word of God, in other words, contains the logic of God. It contains the mind of God. It contains the thinking of God. It contains the thoughts of God. The Bible says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We will never really fully understand. We will never fully match up and measure up to the ideas, to the thinking, to the thoughts of God. The Bible or his word gives us a glimpse into the thoughts of God. We have a window of understanding God's thinking. We will never fully appreciate it, but the Bible gives us a tiny, tiny, tiny slice into the logos, into why things are as they are into what was God thinking or what is God's thinking in this situation? What is God's thinking in this season? What is God's thinking in, for this church now in this day? The word gives us that because we can never fully appreciate the thoughts of God. That is why the Bible uses a lot of symbolism. If we want to really, really explore God, we don't have... We, we, we need, I don't know how many lifetimes. In, in fact, even with that, we're not going to be able to do that. That is why the Bible tells us about a God who is a shepherd, because we know what a shepherd is. At the same time, the Bible tells us about a God who is a rock, 
because we, we know what a rock is. And the Bible tells us about a God who is a fortress, a God who is a father, a God who is a healer, a God who is a provider, a God who is a warrior, a God who watches over Israel because we know what a watchman is. We know what a shepherd is. So, so, so the word gives us an idea of the thinking that is God. So whatever God has in mind, he puts it in his word and he's inspired it through his word for our understanding. Now the word is the logos. The word is the thinking of God. And God's thinking is higher. When the Bible says, blessed is the hand that gives than the hand that receives, it is higher thinking. When the Bible says we need to forgive people so that we are released ourselves, it is higher thinking. People say you must take. The Bible says you must give. People's thinking is lower. The Bible's thinking is higher. People say when somebody does you wrong, you must pay revenge. The Bible says forgive and let go. And that is higher thinking. So that is the logos, that is the logic of the Bible. That is the logic of God. Oh. So number one, the, the, the word of God is logos. It is the logic, it's the thinking of God. The second thing I want to share with you is that the word of God originates from God. The word of God originates from God. In other words, the source of these ideas in the Bible, the source of these narratives and stories in the Bible, the source of these beautiful poems, the source of these words of wisdom, the source of these prophecies with insights and foresights, the source of all of that is God himself. So God is the source of the very Bible that you have with you. God is the source of the very scripture that we have read today. He is the source. So the word originates from God. Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 21 says, When the prophets spoke, they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the mystics, when they speak, they don't speak of their own. They don't say things that come from them. They said things as they were moved from God. In other words, the source from the beginning has always been God. Most of the prophets from Isaiah all the way to, to Malachi, they tell you, and the word of the Lord came to me, or it came to him, the son of so-and-so. So that you know that the very source of that prophecy is God himself. Nobody speaks for their own. Nobody initiates their own things. Nobody is that wise. It all comes from God. The Bible says they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Move means as they were animated by the Holy Spirit. They spoke as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They spoke as they were directed 
by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can even go far and say they spoke as they were manipulated by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit grabbing their eyes and giving them visions and grabbing their mouths and speaking through their mouths. God is the originator of what they were saying. The third idea of Anabitu is that the word of God is always purposeful. It is always purposeful. Isaiah uh, uh, 55 verse 11 says, My word shall not leave my throne and come back void without accomplishing that which it was intended to accomplish. Because the word is purposeful. It never goes forth and don't do anything. The word is purposeful. The word is purposeful. Now, what is uh, Paul saying to us in, 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 in the book of, of Timothy today? He says four things. And he says, the word of God is inspired, okay, of God. And it says it is profitable or it is meant or it is directed to achieve the following things. Now, he, 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 he lifts up four things. He says, number one, Linsula Mudimu comes from God in order to teach us. Number one, it's there to, for, for teaching. Uh, other versions would say for instruction. Uh, the other version, they would say it, it is there for doctrine. Come on, someone, Lusula Mudimu goes out there to teach us. Doctrine means t- teaching, doctrine, instruction means us understanding the foundational principles of a thing, understanding the, the doctrine, the, 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 the internal ontological truth of something. That, that is what the Word of God goes out to do. Now, I gave an example. It will teach you the doctrine of servanthood. It will teach you the doctrine of giving. It will teach you the doctrine of, of, of service giving and all of those things. In other words, what are the underpinning truths about giving, about self-sacrifice, about saving others? What is it? Why does the Bible says if you want to be first, you must be last? Why does the Bible says if you want to be popular, if you want to be on top, you must serve? That is the doctrine. The Bible, the, the Bible says that there is truth in that. There is a fundamental truth in that. And the Bible is out to teach us those kinds of things. Now, generally, they are very difficult to understand because they, they are counterintuitive. We, we experience life as one thing. The Bible says, no, 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 no. The actual truth is this. So the word of God is purposeful for the first thing, teaching. For us to be taught to understand principles, rules, laws that underpin the workings of the universe. It's, it's very, very, very important, Barnabas. Doctrine does not necessarily mean the, uh, whether or not we believe in, in the birth of the Virgin Mary that, that is important, uh, but it goes way, way, way deeper than that. 
doctrine is teaching is for us to understand the principles of God and what makes the universe tick the way it does and how we are supposed to align ourselves with the will and purpose of God to effect uh, uh, the universe. Number two, he says, not only is it good for teaching, it is good also for conviction. Okay. It is also good for con uh, conviction. I think some other uh, version says uh, uh, reproach. Now, conviction has something to do with judgment. So when the word of God comes, it judges you. It goes into your very core and says, that which you are doing, that which you are believing, that which you are thinking is wrong. Now, the preacher can convict you. The pastor can convict you. Your mother can convict you. Your father can The word is the one that convicts you. And until and unless you are convicted by the word, there is no change. Until and unless you are convicted by the word, there will be no transformation. And if there's no change and there's no transformation, there is no progress. Conviction is for you to say in your core, in your heart of heart, I understand why this is wrong. I understand why I'm not supposed to do this thing. That's conviction. I understand why this is wrong and I understand why I don't have to do this, why I can't do this. Conviction says, I understand why this thing is right, why this thing is so fundamental and I understand why I need to give myself, my entire being to doing it. Because it's right, because it's fundamental, because it's progressive, because it's useful, most importantly, because God said so. That is conviction. And this is what the word of God is good at. So it teaches, it convicts. The third thing he says is important. He says it corrects. It is important for correction. The Bible says we are sheep in his fold. I always say sheep cannot see too far. And because sheep cannot see too far, sheep stray along the way. Because So after a while, they miss the road. The Bible says the word of God is there to correct. In other words, to bring us back onto the path of righteousness. To bring us back onto the path of God. He leads me in the path of righteousness. The word brings me back to the path of righteousness. The word teaches, the word convicts, and the word corrects. There will be times where I go astray. There will be times where you go astray. The word of God brings you back. That is why you must devote yourself time to the word of God. And finally, Paul says, the word of God is there to train us. To train us. Train. A person who trains is a person who builds the required 
disciplines to do something. An athlete knows for every quarter or so, I must run a race competitively. But between then and now, I must be involved in training. I must develop a set of disciplines. I will wake up at four or five, wherever, and I run five kilometers a day, or I run so many kilometers every third day or whatever. But they will build a routine of disciplines so that they, they build the capacity within themselves to do that which they're destined to do. Now, the Bible says the Word of God trains us in righteousness. It gives us instructions in righteousness. Our goal here is to reflect justice and righteousness. Our goal here is to show the world what it means when the Bible says God is righteous. They, they, must, they must be able to see that righteousness being reflected of us. Now, you're not going to be able to do that unless and until you develop a set of disciplines, things that you do on a regular basis to build your capacities to be a righteous person. And the tool that helps you do that, the Bible teaches us today, that is the Word of God. The Word of God teaches, the Word of God convicts, the Word of God corrects, and the Word of God trains. Why? Why is that all important? Paul says, Preacher, the reason why that is important is that the man and the woman of God may be perfect. The, the man and woman of God may be perfect. Thoroughly finished unto all good works. Thoroughly finished, thoroughly capacitated, thoroughly given all the tools and all the capabilities to do good works. But number two, we have been saved Through grace, we have been saved by faith, but we have been saved unto good works. So for us to be saved, we didn't have to do anything. But God has saved us and has prepared the good works for us. And the Bible will prepare us so that we live up to the good works that God has set for us before the foundations of the world were laid. The word is logos. The word originates from God. And the word is always purposeful. The word never miss. It always hits the target. May God bless you as you look forward to the week. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We know, Heavenly Father, we can rely on you to live our best selves through the word that you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.